1: The automotive sector is reeling. They seem to not be doing as well as they thought they'd be doing. uh, According to the latest survey by KPMG South Africa, I'm joined on the line uh, by Dax Machido, who is the automotive uh, sector lead at uh, KPMG South Africa. Apologies, that's Dax, not Dax. Good evening, Dax. Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, The latest survey conducted by KPMG suggests that we are not as rosy as we thought we would be in the global automotive space particularly for evs
0: good evening jimmy and uh thanks for having me um, indeed so i think the the global automotive sector is starting to recognize that uh this ev transition uh previously it, it, everybody was quite positive about the the fact that you know new introdu- a new introduction of a technology is going to yield new opportunities and so forth But with the the additional cost, which has arisen through all of the R&D that has been needed, even though there's a lot of vehicles being introduced into the market, uh, the industry itself as a whole is primarily introducing this at a loss and so forth. So when you look at all of those different factors culminating over the last couple of years, I think it's just uh, hit a point where the industry is sobering up to the fact that this transition is something which is now inevitable and can't really be turned back. But at the same time, uh, they need to continue to invest so that they're not going to be left behind.
1: Dex, how are manufacturers handling this? Because it seems as though uh, they seem to be having quite a bit of trouble. Well, not not necessarily just manufacturers, but uh, other industry players as well. I know Ford recently reported that they've got uh, huge EV losses as a result of oversupply and under demand. And just today, uh, just before we had this conversation, uh, Hertz, the automotive uh, rental company, is returning 20,000 of its Teslas uh, throughout 2024 because there simply is no demand for that. How are manufacturers navigating this time?
0: So maybe we can touch on the demand conversation first. Um, if you look at uh, global stats in regards to vehicle sales, there's clearly an upwards trend uh, when it comes to EV sales. So I think the demand is there. Uh, where the problem lies is I think the automotive industry, many, many manufacturers have potentially overestimated the amount of vehicles that uh, you know, the market itself is able to consume. Mm-hmm. And especially at the current price points, because over the last few years, especially with the interest rates going up, we know that there's been an affordability crisis, you know, um, so Africa we've been facing it without a doubt. And globally, there's been many areas with the same type of problems. So... If you consider the fact that many people's pockets aren't what it used to be a couple of years ago, but also in conjunction with the fact that the vehicle prices overall is still quite a bit more expensive than your ice equivalent, uh, your internal combustion engine equivalent, sorry. So if you think about that, and also the fact that the, the automotive industry did overestimate the amount of stock that could potentially move, I think what's happening now is a natural correction. And this is something that happens irrespective of the type of graph technology. I think it's just a matter of timing right now.
1: Dex, you touched on the demand side being uh, quite relevant and quite prevalent within the global community. And the the interesting thing that I found in the report uh, or the survey that you guys put together was that of all the regions, China is the only region that increased in confidence if we compare 2022 to 2023. Western Europe, uh, the United States uh, and even Japan uh, all decreased in terms of uh, confidence and the outlook around that. Is China going to be the leader here? Is China going to drive things going forward? I, I know uh, NEO reported that their sales numbers or the unit sales were outpacing Tesla globally. Is this now something we're going to see as a continued trend and with China potentially exporting uh, NEO into other markets?
0: Um, if I remember correctly, just about a week ago, there was an announcement to say that uh, China has become one of the biggest exporters of automotive vehicles. And I think that is, you know, indeed the foresight of the Chinese government and the China themselves actually investing in the automotive sector to be able to really start producing these future orientated products. And the reason for the sentiment, I think, is uh, there's two elements to that. One, um, China is primarily focusing on their domestic demand, which, if you look from an electric vehicles perspective, is uh, one of the largest in the world. Hence, you know, if you look at the global demand, I think close to about like 50, 60% of demand actually arises out of China. That plays a, uh, that plays a role in the confidence there. I think also the second element is really around the fact that uh, a lot of Chinese automotive manufacturers don't necessarily have legacy uh, concerns, as you would with traditional OEMs. Um, a lot of the manufacturers, like Neo that you just mentioned, uh, also there's many others, like for example BYD and so forth all of them are new entrants into the automotive sector, meaning that they don't necessarily have uh, legacy drivetrain technologies they've invested in and sold into the market, versus with the traditional OEMs from the Far East, uh, North America, Europe, all of them actually do have those. So again, I I think the the positioning of the Chinese market and the Chinese OEMs is slightly different to the uh, the rest of the OEMs, which is resulting in this type of sentiment.
1: Dex, do you think sir, uh, government incentives will help things along? I mean, we know some countries have government incentives in place that are making EVs more attractive, and that switch from ICE to EV uh, becomes more attractive. Do you think that these incentives, if they continue, will uh, assist the transition phase?
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Every single one of the global markets in which you see a significant uptake of electric vehicles, and this is China included have all catalyzed, uh, the, the buying of electric vehicles through the introduction of incentives. And again, it goes back to the earlier point around the, the upfront cost. If you think about the cost of a uh, EV being anything from 20% to about 40% more expensive than your internal combustion equivalent, your, your consumers themselves are always, like, you know, putting it on a scale to say, do they go for a cheaper vehicle, which is an internal combustion engine vehicle, versus an electric uh, v- electric vehicle, which is you know, 20 to 40% more expensive? And without that incentive being in place to help offset that uh, additional cost, it's just, it's just hard to try and get all of the consumers to you know, in one go adopt uh, these new type of technologies. Hence, I think even from a South African market perspective, we do have to really start thinking about how can we be clever around bringing down the overall price of electric vehicles in our own market in order for us to be able to also start exploring uh, that journey towards electrification.
1: Well, we'll leave it at that. Uh, We'll keep an eye on the market because certainly we want to see how this unfolds and how the transition uh, unfolds. Obviously, things like infrastructure would play a critical role in countries like South Africa in terms of the adoption and the transfer over to EVs. But we'll leave it at that. Uh, Thanks so much, Dex. That's Dex Machida, who is the automotive sector lead at KPMG South Africa, uh, sharing his thoughts around the latest automotive sector confidence report that was uh, published by KPMG.